Company on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. Four o'clock hour, Reno is in. ESPN Reno, ESPN Las Vegas. Damon is running the show. Willie Ramirez, Cofield, Justin Watkins coming up in just a little bit, our legal insider, and also a former assemblyman as we're, uh, we're kind of tracking what's going on with the assembly and the Senate. Long delay today. This is a special session. Uh, Going to get into the cost of this because <laughs> this does cost money, again, to the taxpayers or you know from the general fund, so we'll get into that. Uh, we got Liv purchasing the PGA. They're not calling it a purchase. They're calling it a merger. Maybe I'm off on that. Justin can explain that as well. A couple of follow-ups from hour one. Uh, if you didn't hear it, we were talking about a video of Pete Davidson, the actor, Kardashian. Who else has he gone out with? He's, he's been out. Without. Ariana Grande was the most famous oh, Ariana Grande. That's right. That was, uh, that was yeah, pretty passionate. That yeah, was pretty fire. Yeah, she made a song about him and everything. Oh, that's right. That's right, yeah. Uh Pete was playing basketball over at UNLV, playing some pickup, and we were kind of judging his game. Pretty solid. Um, Kirk, who actually listens to the show, one of our buddies in Kansas City, uh, was asking who's better, Pete Davidson or Adam Sandler. Sandler plays a lot of basketball, and he's yeah. like 54. Mm. He's not built like Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson is – I don't even know who to compare him to. He's like, he's like a white Snoop. Uh, what is Snoop? <laughs> Snoop's like 6'5 and like 110. Yeah. Uh, Pete Davidson appears to be no more than 150 pounds and is like 6'2, 6'3. But he he was handling pretty well. The left, uh, left-handed left jumper, he could jump. Um, Sandler's more – I don't think Sandler's any bigger than me, and I don't think he's as fat as me, but he's kind of dumpy. But he actually – he plays a lot of basketball. I've seen him play, not in person, but videos of him. Right. Pretty solid. I bet you, they, I bet you that we could probably find video of them uh, you know, playing on the same court. I don't know that for, for sure. I was trying to look up. He's from Staten Island because I had a comment on this video on uh, Facebook. We're getting a bunch of Facebook videos up there, so follow us at uh, Willie and Demond. You up there, or do you get rid of it? The young, the, the kids are getting rid of Facebook. Facebook is literally for family. No, I, oh, yeah, is that right? Yeah, yeah okay. it's literally for family only. But it, what I found is for the Demond's age, my son Jordan's age, yeah. right? Facebook was cool when they were in high school because it was come about. Tri- right. Twitter hadn't taken and Instagram had taken off. Then it went away. Yeah. Now they're all going back to it because they're tired the, of the BS on, on Twitter, right? On all, yeah. on all the other ones. Yeah. The, and, and Instagram automatically feeds, if you want, Facebook. Yep. Yeah. Right. So yeah. You, can, you can put it up at two different spots. Where was I going? No, I, had a, I uh, posted it up there and some guy uh, wrote in, I think it was Joe. He was like, oh, he, you know, looks like Pete Davidson played a lot of pickup basketball on the, the, the courts of Staten Island. And I was like, you know, I don't know anything about Staten Island, which is one of the boroughs of New York City, but it's uh, is underrated the right way to describe it or just constantly dissed it's it's disrespected a lot and i was looking up the best basketball players of all time from staten island and it was like no one then i'm figuring well staten island kids must maybe they play in the city and then those other boroughs are given credit for staten island kids yeah. but it was not where was I the, there was gonna be some great players from a it's a pretty populated area i can't think of the the area of new york but where was the area where there there's courts what, like Rucker Park? Not Rucker Park. Okay. I know Rucker Park. But in, in the movie Friends with Benefits and Woody Harrelson and Justin Timberlake are playing, but they're basketball courts. They overlook the Hudson River. Woody Harrelson says, I'm, and he jumps in his boat, and he just jumps over the ledge and jumps into his. Are you talking about Sandy Lyle and Along Came Polly and his jumper? No one remembers that one. Talking that about a, friends with benefits. Friends with benefits. Justin Timberlake, right, Mila Kunis. They're All playing right. on some outdoor courts. They're okay. playing pickup ball. All right. And uh, no, and I'm not talking about along came Polly with Sandler and Jennifer Aniston. We're not talking about that one. Wasn't in it? Wasn't that Ben Stiller? Oh, Ben Stiller. Right. Yeah, and it was um Philip Seymour Hoffman that shot the jump shot. You know, yeah. that's iconic if you want to shoot some, use somebody bris- yeah. bricking yeah. a, a yeah. jump shot. Yeah. Not a good shooter. Confident though. He's he was confident. He would shoot it. It was also the disgusting scene. You don't want to play against hairy guys with their shirts off. Oh, where they jump up and uh, he right comes down. Face, right yeah, in the yeah, sweat. yeah, yeah. Uh, what about? It was what, awful. My, I think my favorite TV basketball scene was in The Sopranos, and Ralphie Soprano is the, he's he's making he's the capo now, so he's making his soldiers play, and Ralphie's like, "Come on, another game, another game." And Vito's out there. He goes, "Little defense, huh?" And Vito goes. Just sticks his arm out, puts it in his face. <laughs> but you know who was a good basketball player? 
nobody realizes this. My guy, Steve Sharippa, he actually played college. You, you would never know. He played college hoops. Yeah, he's a big fella now. Brooklyn, Brooklyn College. Is that right? Then he came out to Vegas. Yeah. So he can shoot it then. He probably can yeah. shoot it. He came out to Vegas to visit for a summer. Yeah. Then he moved away, and then he came back, and then he got his job at the Riviera, and he became the entertainment we director. But he was a big basketball, basketball player. Got to get him on. To talk basketball. Got to find a way to get him and on. And some Sopranos. Definitely. And some Vegas stuff. Yeah, I saw a video of him. Uh, maybe it was Letterman. I don't know. They were uh, they were discussing how he got on the Sopranos, and he was saying that uh, like the first year he did it, it, like it was more money to, to get to the site. He was getting nothing. Yeah, somebody called like, him and told him, yeah. like, or something like that. But he was getting paid nothing, and he said he he – you know, previously he had been working as an entertainment director here in Las Vegas. You know that. Right. Yeah. Riviera. Yep. And he was in charge of the comedy shop, comedy store there, and uh, and the Crazy Girls, which they had the bronzed butts out there in the front I, of the Riviera. I remember those well. Yeah. So I know I remember the original Crazy Girls. The the girls, they also used to come down to, they used to come to the club that I've talked about many times, Tramps, after their show. The people from Splash, they'd come from that Back show. in the day. Vegas 80s. Where my old school folks at? God, you're so lucky. You're so lucky. New school Vegas is professional sports. That's it is. What we got. Yep. And the Aces, the pressure's on here because I am pushing for 40 and 0. Oh, boy. Why? Ain't happening. 37 and 3. Possible. You keep telling me every game, you're like, oh, this is going to be a tough one. This and one, actually, the last two have been tougher. Last three. This this road trip's been tough. Okay. They won by five at Atlanta. Yeah. They were losing at Indiana, which Indiana, worst team in basketball last year, and they're really showing their improvement. They just got to get that win, that one monumental win against somebody. Um, and then uh, Vegas beat Connecticut by six yesterday, WNBA Finals rematch. But they were out to a real big lead. Yes, they, the yeah, they they pretty much controlled yesterday. Connecticut closed the gap. So you going money line uh, Connecticut tomorrow? I like Connecticut tomorrow. I don't know about money line, but I, whatever the point spread is, I'm I'm looking at it. Um, Connecticut surprised some people because they lost former MVP John Quell Jones. They lost Courtney Williams. They lost their coach Kurt Miller. Yet here they are six and two, and the Liberty haven't been the powerhouse that they thought everyone was going to be on the Eastern Conference side. You know who's in a drought, though? Not sure why. Not sure what's going on. Maybe because her husband's at OTAs at minicamp. But our girl, who came and hang, hung with us for a little bit at Opportunity Village, Kelsey Plum, last four games, hitting just 34% from the field, 0.09% from three-point land. In those last four games, she's averaging 13 she is only two for twenty-two from three-point land. Damn. You know what Becky says when they when they she says, "I will ne- if Kelsey." She said this uh, during the Zoom yesterday. I was watching the Zoom, not watching. I was listening to the Zoom on the drive home. If Kelsey Plum and Jackie Young, she said they could be zero for twenty, and the next shot they put up, she's confident they're they're going to make. She says the the second that I. Pull, tell them not to shoot. That means they're going to make the next. They would have made the next shot. She goes. I never think they're not going to that they're going to miss. I always think that they're going to make the next one. So they always have the green light. Liberty four and two on the season. Game canceled today. Yeah, because of the air quality. Yep. Baseball games too. Yankees Phillies. The Yankee game has been canceled. The Philly game was canceled. Um, pulling it up here for you. So the Lynx, the Minnesota Lynx, who pulled off their first victory of the season, uh, they're they're playing in New York, but that got canceled. Barclays Center. Uh, the White Sox were in the at New York. We've seen pictures that got canceled, and the Detroit Tigers at Philadelphia Phillies has been Good. canceled. They're being safe. I'm not rooting for baseball games to be missed, but they're being safe. All right, Justin Watkins in studio with us. He's going to be here with us for a while. You're probably going to have to do some sort of CPR on me later on when the yes vote comes down. Actually, you might have to do it if the, if the no vote comes down, but I, I don't think it's going to be done before the end of the show. So the A's right now, the stadium proposal, uh, special session is going down. We're going to talk about this in about 10 minutes. But I wanted to get you uh, at the front end and the back end here on some hockey. So first of all, topic we got into yesterday, Willie was trying to pitch Aiden Hill and his popularity. 
Okay. How popular is Aiden Hill? And dare we say, could he be rivaling another all-time great goaltender who played with VGK? Right now, he's the second most popular goalie that's ever played for VGK. Two more wins, and he'll be the most popular. Really? Do you buy into that? That the cup will? I don't. I don't know, man. You buy into that? Uh, here's a better here's a, math. Yeah. Here, listen. Here's one for you, Justin. Greatest save in Golden Knights history: the paddle save the other night, or Flurry save against the Leafs. I mean, time and place matters, right? So no, I, no, no. Ta- <laughs> I want you to take the time and place no, out of. Con- no. I want you to just go off goalie save by a Golden Knight. Forget. Oh, I mean, if I put, if, if you're just talking about the best save that was ever made, uh, I mean, on the technique of it, I don't think either of those two technically are it. I mean, right? Ooh. The the part, the reason why Aiden Hill had to come diving back no, is he overplayed the play. Okay, same which thing one with Flurry. Okay, Flurry so, was way out of. So which he was one? Way out of okay, place. so which one is it? I mean, between those two, the no, pal- the pal- no, no. If you're going to say neither one, you better know which one you're going to say. I mean, is. the one that co- the one that comes to me to mind to me is Malcolm game Subban. Se- no, it's <laughs> it's Leonard game seven against the Vancouver Canucks when he shut him out one to nothing and they had a breakaway. Yeah, and he came all the way back across. That was a super good save, two on one. So wait, they if he had to, if he had to come all the way back across, was he out of position? No, it was a two oh. on one. Oh, was, he uh, took the shooter and the and the passer. So he he came all the way across. That's the one that sticks out to me. Won that game one to nothing. That was good goaltending. Not that Aiden Hills wasn't. He was scrambling. He he you know. But if if we win the cup, it'll be the greatest save that's happened in VGK history, no doubt about it. I mean, Toronto's got Babcock fired. That's all it did. Back Babcock got fired after that game. Yes, but it was a regular season game. That's right. And if I'm not mistaken, that season wasn't there a couple teams. That after playing the Golden Knights, they got fired. Yeah, I it, was, think it, it happened was two or three. It was, times. It was a story. Yes. Yeah, there was a storyline behind that. Yeah, but no, I mean, you could tell right now at the games when they announced Aiden Hill, the reception is as loud wow. as it has been for any player at yeah, any time. It definitely has. And you get you get the cup. I mean, he's gonna be he's gonna be more popular than Flurry. Do you notice what Justin's wearing over there? He's got right. he's got a victory flamingo on. Well, and after we leave the show, I'm heading on a plane over to Florida. I'll wow. be there for three and four, oh, wow. and NBA Finals four. That's a trip. Yeah. Will you buzz one Adam Hill? Yeah. Give him a call. Will he actually answer the call or answer the text? I don't know. He's working. I'm I'm Long vacationing. Shot. So well, they have some time for play. He just well he just just text me about the special session. So we've Maybe. been we've been conversing about that. We will get into that. Justin Watkins is in studio from Battleborn Injury Lawyers. Uh, the hour in Reno and in Vegas is presented by Battleborn. You can call from anywhere in the state at 766-1400-775 in the north. They're accused of financing terrorism. They also are accused of killing a Washington Post reporter, Jamal Khashoggi. How do you feel knowing that that is where the money is backed by? Yeah, I mean, look, it's unfortunate what has happened, and that's something I cannot necessarily speak on as I'm a golfer. But what I can say is that um, what they're trying to do, what they're trying to work on is is to be better allies, because we are allies with them. And, and look, I'm not going to get into the politics of it. I'm not specialized in that. But what I can say is they are trying to do good for the world and showcase themselves in a light that hasn't been seen in a while. And nobody's perfect, but we're all trying to improve in life. It's Cofield and Company, live on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. This is one of those shows, I got to keep it together. I just just told, I told him on, you know, he's filling in for Ari this week and is not familiar with the show. There, There are interviews we do. Like, we had Casey Pratt on a little while ago from ABC7, and... We book people to get information from them, not for us to yell at them about stuff they already know and like to keep it under control. And that quote right there, which we'll get to in a couple of minutes, was Bryson DeChambeau, for some reason, speaking on behalf of Liv and I guess the PGA Tour now. And the end of it, talking about the Saudis and all the violations and 9-11 was mentioned. Nobody's perfect. Wow. Okay, we're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. Justin walked into the studio. We just spent six minutes listening to the Senate discuss the A's bill. I highly recommend watching this when you get a chance. I know a lot of people are working right now. Uh, There is a good vibe going on as they're questioning Steve Hill. Steve Hill's 
I don't even know what Steve's like main gig is. He's he's kind of a jack of all trades around stadiums. Um, he's on the he's on the stadium commi- uh, you know on the stadium commission for uh, the Al, right? right? <clears throat> um, so he's answering some questions. And who was asking the questions? That was Senator Rochelle Wynn. And it's it's a joint committee right now, which okay. means it's Senate and Assembly oh, okay. together in a okay. committee. Because we so. were also we were seeing people say, "Wait, are they going to have separate?" Mm-mm. Okay, so they're nah, all together. Yeah, so special back. And yeah. I'm not, I don't want to hate on Steve Hill. He seems like a nice enough guy, but you know he's been sort of tasked here to to defend a lot of the the questions about the the monies and what was the most important thing you just heard in the last five minutes? Because I think there was three different things. Yeah, well, I'll tell you this. Uh, and if you want to follow along, the Nevada Legislature actually has a great YouTube channel. Yep. So you, you just go to YouTube, you type in Nevada Legislature, and you'll see the live feed right now. You can watch it. I tweeted uh, it out about twelve thirty, so oh, it's okay. up there, and we'll we'll actually Perfect. we'll send it out on ESPN Las Vegas. So yeah, you could, you could watch along, but but what I. Senator Wynn is really, was really putting them to task. We've only been watching a ha- you know handful of minutes. I know there's several really qualified senators. Senator uh, Dina Neal is speaking right now and asking questions, and I know she had the the blurb that was really caught on social media the other week, last week, when she said, um, so she asked the county manager, so Clark County is operating in a deficit right now, meaning you are using general funds to cover your expenses why in the world would we support Clark County contributing any funds to a stadium if we're operating in a deficit? Because wouldn't that mean it's coming from taxpayer money, not from some tax exemption? And the answer was, you know, I, I'm not an advocate of that. I'm just here to report the numbers. Yes, in fact, we, Clark County is operating in a deficit, and the money would be coming from the general fund, which is supplied by taxpayer fund funded dollars. So what uh, Senator Wynn was just talking about was we just had three major budget bills vetoed by the governor that had summer school, pre-K, um, and um, and and food uh, and, and drink in the schools. Uh, I can't remember specifically the term she was using, but they were all vetoed by the governor, saying there's not enough money in the general funds to provide these services. Oh, wow. And so, how in the world are we getting called into a special session? to provide a billionaire with hundreds of millions of dollars to give them land on the Las Vegas Strip that is some of the most valuable land in the world, as Senator Wynn acknowledged, um, and, and take away that tax amount that we have right there. How is this a good investment for, for the Nevadans? Steve Hill mentioned that the tax exemption district would only be for the nine acres, not the other 22. They think they would raise the other 22 acres in value, but they don't have numbers. They haven't provided that. Prior testimony from Steve Hill was that one their projection is one-third of the people attending the game will have to walk. There will be insufficient parking for 100% capacity. They think it will be the most walkable stadium in the nation. I don't know how they come up with that. Like, well, you can walk. You're going to have to pay – you know, fifty to park way down the strip, and uh, guess what? It's also the summer. Weren't we concerned yeah. about the the August September heat? Yeah. For the Raiders, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get all fired. Let's let's so let's go back to a couple things here. Yep. Um, I also like the fact that she just mentioned we're weeks into this thing. Where's the information? Yep. Well, you you told us we were gonna have more information. Where is it? And again, I'm not trying to bury Steve Hill, but he doesn't have information. All the numbers he needs. Right. Um. Intentionally so. Let's let's just let's I just know. call it what it I is, know. right? Like right. The where numbers, is it? The numbers don't work. Right. If they actually put the numbers forward, they will not work. Every economist that has ever studied this, every economist yeah. that's not paid to be a lobbyist. So let's exempt Jeremy Aguero right now. Okay, he's being paid to present these numbers. Mm. Every economist who has ever studied publicly financed stadiums has said, at best. There's a marginal uptick that is equivalent to a new department store opening. Right. At worst, it's a boondoggle. And more often than not, it's a boondoggle. And it costs the taxpayers money. And it takes money out of the pockets of local businesses. Right. They're not going to spend their money there because these dollars are so much more expensive and so harder to come by that it hurts small businesses at the expense of billionaire corporations. And it's a net negative effect on the community. So that's why the numbers never work because they never they can't bring those. And so they make up things like every single game will be a sellout. Really? 
Like, come on. Now, those are the those are the estimates. That's how they put the numbers together that they first released, you know, around Memorial Day. No, well, not only that. Not only did they say every single baseball game will be a complete and sellout, but that they, on top of that, they will throw on dozens of concerts that will also be a sellout. And I don't see how with the venues we have in Vegas. Why am I going to a concert? At, at a, a baseball, baseball stadium. stadium. <laughs> we have Allegiant. Yeah. yeah. The Sphere is supposed to be one of the most spectacular concert venues right. we've ever seen. Yeah. In the world. Yes. As good as they can make it. Yes. Like, why am I going? Like, okay, maybe you can catch. Okay. Okay. I'll give them this. Maybe you open up the roof and on those, you know, 65 degree nights during the spring, you might catch me here or there. Would it be awesome to watch an open venue concert? Okay. Maybe you get a handful, yeah. but but uh, no, the but numbers aren't going to – they're fabricated. They're fabricated. And that's, dream what, world. that's where I'm lost on this whole – how they justify – I get it. 162-game season, 81 home games is a lot different than eight home games. Baseball is longer than football. But nevertheless, the money you're asking for publicly to commit to, to contribute – they're not going to get the off-season events. I'm thinking. I'm trying to picture like other events that take place at Yankee Stadium, at Dodger Stadium. They're not as many as what's happening at Allegiant, MGM Grand Garden, T-Mobile, the Sphere upcoming. They're going to have to rely basically solely on baseball, right, to pay this loan back or pay whatever. With with the home team being the worst team in sports. Yes, like I mean, worst team in the league. And so you're telling me when the A's are playing, pick the second worst team. Who is it, the Royals right now? Mm-hmm. Okay. They're playing. Yeah. You're telling me that's a sellout? Right. Please. 500 Kansas City folks come to town. <laughs> yeah. that, that's the estimate. Where are we going to max out 1,000 come to Vegas? To and 100 of them are your buddies. Yeah. And they're just coming to hang yeah. out with you, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. There's a Kansas City Royal fans aren't coming. Maybe once. Yeah. Maybe one year, everybody comes check out the stadium. Right. But after I, it, it's, I, I think it's just a, a terrible investment. Um, and oh, the other thing is, is we've talked a number of times. You've asked this question to me, a, you know, a dozen different times. How much does it cost on a daily basis to hold a special session? And the number I had always heard and and was used when I served was fifty thousand dollars a day. Senator Wynn just came with a number, and it was two hundred fifty thousand dollars a day. Where's so, that money coming from? That's that's us. That's taxpayer money. So we yeah, just did it. last night and today. And if she's accurate, is that is that one session or is that two? Oh, no, no, that's two. It's that's two. So $500,000. Half a million dollars. Because, we'll, because A's lobbyist and Governor Lombardo wants this discussed further. Well, the first 250000 because, because By the way, because they couldn't get all their information together, but, and I also, uh, I believe Adam Hill was right when we, would ar- we argued a few weeks ago that the A's were going to wait until the very end to right. try to rush this through, and they did it. And now we're on the hook for another five hundred thousand dollars just to discuss it. Well, the first two hundred fifty thousand well, was not related to the A's. You're right. Last and that was, was frankly, that was Governor Lombardo's fault. He made a deal with the with the legislature to pass some of his bills, and he would pass the budget bill. And he didn't go and tell his Republican colleagues that they needed to vote for it, and they voted it down. Oh! <laughs> so then he came out and said, "Well, we did have a deal, but I didn't know they needed me to whip votes." That's a joke. That's an absolute joke. Don't fall for could it, it. Because could, could it be every, true? He's not. A, he's not a you know a longtime politician. No, it's absolutely the case. I was up. I've been in Carson City a plenty this session, and no Republican votes for a single thing without clearance from the governor. He, they will not because they are in the super minority in the assembly, and they're one seat away from the super minority in the Senate. Meaning they stick together. They have to. It's their only play is the governor veto. So they don't vote for anything wow. until the governor tells them so. And so for him to say, ah, oh, we had a handshake deal, but I didn't know they needed me to whip votes is a joke and it's a cop-out. And that's why they called a special session and then immediately the, the, the identical bill that had just failed the night before passed. Right? So the first 250 is not on the A's. Today's 250 is on the A's, and I don't think we're going to see resolution on it today. Right. I don't. So, I again, I'd heard 500,000, but – I haven't been in office you in six 50, years. You heard 50,000. Or 50,000, No, you heard 50,000. Right. She said 250. She said 250. And we, we might need another one of these. Right. And so now we could be at $750,000, 500 of it from the A's special sessions. Oh, for sure we're not going to be done today. I hope not. Yeah. I don't want them to rush it. Me neither. Ask all the questions you can. That's right. Oh, man. Justin Watkins in studio. We'll get to uh, live, I believe, purchasing the PGA. Oh, doggy. A lot going on. Justin Watkins in studio with us. 
766-1400 is a number for Battleborn Injury Lawyers. He is a former assemblyman. You like I can I feel an energy coming from you. <laughs> do you wish you were part of this? Oh yeah, yes I do, but because then I could whip some votes. But um, you know I'm not I'm not a part of this in any way. Yeah. I don't have any any skin in the game. Nobody's gonna listen to me. But is there also a part of you that's like I'm glad that I'm not a part of this? Oh no, I'm made for special session. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not made for all the politicking all year round to get into the to the regular session and special session. But like. Like the Oakland Raiders special session, this special yeah. session, I would have relished this yeah. opportunity. I'm going to kiss your ass. I believe that good attorneys, because you guys have to do so much research, I yeah. think, are cut out for this because you're used to having to, to go through a lot of stuff. I don't think every politician is cut out for this. And By the way, I love the, the oversight. And for everyone out there, it's like, after media, checks and balances, folks. And with local politics... You need the media to tell you what's going on because sometimes the information is not readily available. We're seeing in a lot of places uh, around the country, even on the federal level, stuff gets passed and then some hard questions get asked afterwards and the politicians are like, uh, I didn't read it. Yeah. People don't, they're not thorough. Yeah. It's our freaking money. Yeah. Read. But, yeah. but, but if, you don't, if you don't pay attention when you vote and you allow people to be in office like this, then we get what we deserve. That's the problem with a lot of local politics. With the, you, That's why with city council and county commission, they have executive aides, and then they have a staff, because guess who does all that reading and all that research before city council meetings? It ain't the councilmen and the commissioners. Not a lot of them. Well, yeah. You I know mean, that's true, Justin. They they have staff that briefs them. <laughs> By the they way, have not, briefings before yeah. the meetings. I'm not trying to smash yeah. everyone. Yeah, no, I think I'm, there are a lot of good I'm people gonna, who, gonna, do, who do their research. I'm going to say this. Um, I I actually think that there's not a, a, an issue with that on the state level. I have never- I said I've local nev- I've never, Yeah, I've never been in city council or, or, or county commission. But the state representatives that I've ever dealt with in the Senate and the Assembly are people- I'm going to say 90% of them are people who are doing it for the right reasons, trying to contribute to their community. They're trying, they're not trying to build this into something that it's not. They're not trying to all become governor or something one day. Right. They're just trying to help out their community. They work very hard for 120 days. They are not financially compensated for doing so. Um, they, In fact, it's a financial burden to serve. But I will say this. Nevada's legislative staff is – perennially recognized as some of the best staff in the country mm-hmm. um and so and they are year-round staff yeah so the research team the legislative council bureau who drafts the bills who writes the bills who research the bills are top-notch the staff all around that building keep really keep nevada's government running because the people who actually run it are only there for 120 days every other year right right and so there has to be that institution there and it is the the institution of Nevada's legislature is there. I do think as we grow, we need to change that, either yearly sessions. Uh, I don't think full-time legislature is the answer. I, I, I don't, but maybe s- s- shorter sessions yearly with f- finance ones being every other year and the policy ones being the other the other years is a solution that would work and keep um, our institutions going. Um, but to answer your your first question, being a lawyer helped, I believe, um, in dealing with this because I could have a back and forth with staff and with the legislative bureau, council bureau. They're the ones who write this stuff, and they're lawyers. And I could have a back and forth and, yep. and, and say, hey, that's not exactly right. I don't read it that way. Can we alter the language mm-hmm. in this way to, to fix it? And I think that gave me some bona fides in the building that I probably didn't deserve as a freshman. Um, and got me involved in deal making that I otherwise wouldn't be, and and I, I'm guaranteeing you right now. Well, Senator Rochelle Wynn, she's an attorney. Um, yeah. You know, uh, so you heard her pointed questions, and that comes from I. You know, you're asked these questions in mm-hmm. trial, in direct and cross examination. This is this is what she was doing right there was a cross examination, and she did it very well. Justin Watkins. It's a hoot watching him watch the the joint session here as questions are going back and forth and maybe the answers seem a little bit off. Uh, we'll follow up on this. We'll see what happens. We'll see if it ends today, if they get a yes vote today, the A's, or if we have to have another session on this. So um, we like to have Justin on the show for a lot of reasons, but I think many stories are layered with a legal aspect. And I think that Live and the PGA coming to some sort of agreement, which the way I look at it, it looks like 
Jay Monahan from the PGA is now working for the Saudis. Uh, was this an agreement made because the PGA looked at it and they're like, my God, they're going to blister the hell out of us and draw this out and just bleed us dry from a money standpoint. Was it the lawsuits or, or even worse, did they just look at it and go, you know what? We need their money. Let's crawl in bed with them. Let's go. I think it's probably a little of both, right? I mean, if it was just about the first and not the latter, I think that they may have incorporated some of the players into what was going on. But what they didn't want to have happen is a bunch of their players jumped to live, and then the more players that jumped to live before a merger is less money for them in the merger, right? Right. So they convince everybody to stay. They play this pious card about why it's dirty money and and blood money and using the 911 families as a shield yep yeah on top of all the other things that they you know and we're tradition and we got all this stuff and you need to stick with us so they convince people to walk away from literally billions so that they could take those billions that's exactly what happened here now like the structure how it works it looks like to me early signs are the Saudis fund everything, and the PGA is just like the face and organizer of it all, right. you know, um, which sounds less like a merger and a little bit more like a management agreement. Mm-hmm. Who who the real owner is and whoever, who the manager is. Whoever right? has the money right. is the owner. That's right. Yeah. And I wonder what they're going to have final say on. I hope – I mean, I certainly hope with their record on, you know, media that uh, people are allowed to speak up and out against this thing. Well, you without, know, what? without fear of repercussions. The thing that thing that bothers me about it is not so much um, golf. Whatever golf is, you know, I don't, I don't know. But when you got six hundred billion dollar fund, public fund like this, what kind of impact can they make across all American sports? And when you get across American sports and you start delivering your version of how things should be, your messaging, you know, it gets um, conflated with sports fandom, and we can get you know the public can get fooled into believing things that we don't traditionally believe um, because our sports people are saying it. The Bryson DeChambeau interview is a perfect example. All of a sudden, he's like, "Hey, man, the Saudis are trying to work together yeah. and bridge peace, and I just yeah. want to be a part of that." Yeah. Like, based on what? Yeah. Based on what actions? It's good for golf. Yeah, we need it. Yeah. He, he's they're, they're, completely they're, uneducated they're about it. Trying to rewrite it. the narrative, but he right. got the money. So what else is he going to say? I know, but Turned my point interviews. is, yeah. is now some Bryson DeChambeau fans are right. like, "Oh yeah, the Saudis aren't yeah. so bad." And now they've accomplished their goal. Is it really about you know being involved in sports and sports management and sports sports ownership, or is it really about changing the narrative mm-hmm. of what the American public thinks about the Saudi government? Right. And wouldn't getting a baseball team or the Ottawa Senators or the Commanders right. further that effort? By the way, they the Saudis just lost out on Lionel Messi. Yep. Messi turned apparently. I haven't seen the number yet, but Messi turned down a boatload of money. Yep. Instead, going to is a team in Lauderdale. Is that the whole story here? It's, it's called, called Miami. It's called Inter Miami. I be, if I'm not mistaken, I think that they're trying to get a stadium by 2026. But their stadium's actually in Fort Lauderdale. Okay. So yeah, I think it's at the site where the Yankees used to play uh, spring ball. By the way, what do you think of my thought that the Saudis could buy into one of these leagues? When, oh, when yeah, will that, one of the leagues that, capitulate that, and just go, you know what, we need the money? That's that's where I'm at. I mean, the only one that seems a little bit foolproof from that right now is the NFL just because, you know, the amount of money that they generate is, you know, it's crazy to say, is um, enough to combat a $600 billion, you know, force. Justin Watkins with us. Sorry, it just hit me something we, ha- we have to get to. Okay. Because I mentioned it yesterday. Willie, thank you for reminding us. So we see this Samantha Rivera, reporter from South Florida. She's at uh, the Fortress. She's trying to do a report. Some guy starts pushing in. She's pushing him away. You saw an interview where she mentioned that she actually has or does carry a taser? Yeah, because they all went the, – obviously all the media is back in Florida now, right? Yep. So, so, so the athletic caught up with her, and she said um, – I use it. first of all it it really shook her. She thought she'd get through the interview, she'd get it done, but the adrenaline was flowing. She had to call her father when she got back to the hotel here in Vegas and he said her he said just turn the phone her her notifications were going sure. berserk. Yep. She gets back, but anyway, in it she said she used to carry a taser. So we talked about yesterday if if a, a female reporter, if any reporter, yeah. right? Doesn't matter, male or female, but to, in that regard, 
What's the line? What's the Legally. line? Uh, like, because I mean, what if you're not covering? Wait, what if you're not covering sports and you're supposed to be covering crime or something, and you carry it because you're? Hey, we're sending you to where there's a riot, so you you're carrying, and someone tries to barge into, and you hit them with the taser. Well, I'll hit you with this: she committed assault when she stiff armed him. Yeah, he didn't touch her. He's just trying to get his face in the picture. She doesn't own that space. She's in their which space, is, which is she's why in the seats of the the fans. Which so is, you can't go, you can't go to the problem, and then complain about the problem. It's, you know, you can't take yourself to the nuisance, right? And that you can't go down to the crime scene or the riots and say, "Hey, man, I got to protect myself down here." Yeah, you went down there, so she was in an area of the yeah. public. Yeah. She was in the area of the fans. Now she's saying, "Hey, this was my designated spot." Right. By whom? That's not. Well, yeah, that's so not the it, fans' fault. No, there was. There's. Uh, yeah. So there's. So it's designated media, and then they have masking tape with your with your with your affiliation. So it's right. like it's like a photographer on the baseline and your affiliation. Sure. So that's to Steve's point yesterday. Is does it fall on the NHL? Because they've taken over the arena yep. to to provide and pay for security around every designated spot. Whoever whoever provided, well, number one, there was no security. Number one, the dude didn't do anything wrong. He didn't touch her. Right, right. He didn't touch her. Yeah. He just wanted to get his face on. He just wanted to get his face on camera. Right. He was just being right? belligerent. Right. She initiated the contact. She wow. stiffed arm. Didn't even him. think about that. So, you know, her position is: Hey, stay out of my shot. You don't have a right to that space. Hmm. Your camera is being pushed out to the whole public. The public can act as they do. So I I get from, you know, inside the media world, like, hey, fans, don't be a-holes. Don't make this, you know, she, she's a, a, looks like a young, smaller in stature woman. Like, don't come, don't be that guy. I agree with that. I'm not saying otherwise. Don't be that guy. But also... She's the one who initiated physical contact. She doesn't have the right to dictate who comes in and out of the background of her camera. She doesn't have that right. Not the background, but it but or one the thing, well, no, but one thing you're saying is you're saying the camera is in their space. That's, that's that's sort of incorrect. There are designated areas of T-Mobile Arena that are de- they're, they're specific and they're told. Right. You ha- if you're going to do a live shot, these are the designated TV spots yep. and look for your your label on that area. So it's sort of designated for TV. The problem is is they should have security at those locations to block off I think if you're going to be the media member and you want to go down there and you want to be in it, right? Steve, you know this. You're down on the sidelines, right? Mm-hmm. If you're in it, then that's that's part of the gig. There's fans. There's craziness. There's, that's what that's what you're going there for. You know, you know, a better question if we could get her on the show was, hey, if you were in Florida and they were winning and they were coming to celebrate, would you invite them in your oh, show? Oh, 100%. Like, yeah. there's no doubt about her initial tweet that it was absolutely – about Vegas fans getting into a Miami shot. There's no doubt about that. Right. Like I, I believe that to be true. And no, I just mean cel- celebratory. If right. it was in Vegas, exactly. yeah, 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 just, yeah. So, so yeah. that guy's celebrating for Vegas. She's reporting for Miami. Right. And she's like, you're not going to have that moment. Right. Right. right? Like, hey, I actually think that that guy has a claim. Okay, that's where I was going. Yeah. So, the dude wakes up the next day. He's like, oh, man. My wrist? No, his head. <laughs> she hit him in the in head. head. Yeah, she stiffed over his face. You could see. So, uh, that's this is where I want to go. Yeah. So he wakes up. Yeah, maybe his head, maybe his neck, right? The hand. Yeah. Uh, little shoulder. Yeah. He comes to you. I'm not taking the case. Why not? Bad press, bad PR, bad precedent. Okay. Right. I don't want those fans either. Like, yeah. I'm not saying I want him to be that fan. I'm not saying I want Vegas fans to be like that. But when we're talking strictly legal standpoint, she committed assault. Ooh. From a legal standpoint. Ooh. Especially hitting him in the head with the cell phone. Yep. Did she? Her cell phone was in her hand. She stiff armed him with the cell phone in. Yeah. It was was the was the article I read, the first article. Yeah. She stiffs armed him in the head yeah. with the cell phone in hand. So in reality, yeah. yeah. Well, here's the thing about all those all those those media spots. They're not like blocked off to the public. No. no. Right, they're marked to where they go, right. but it's not marked off for us not to go as the oh, fans. Yeah. 
You go, and the problem was it was after the game, so 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 a lot of the security is a little, you know, during the game or before the game, it's it's different because everybody's in their place, and I think as the game's ending, security's watching people leave, and they're not paying attention to what's going on behind them. Yeah, so they're not around. It was after the game because you could see uh, whoever was doing the sideline reporting interviewing Marchessar or something. You can see it on the jumbotron yeah, yeah. in the back. It was after the game. People are leaving. You can see the stands. Yeah. So security's all obviously focused elsewhere. Yeah. I like this angle. I like this angle because I did bring it up the other day because there was another guy the, the after game one who was doing a shot and same sort of thing. People started running in and it's like, I mean, if you want the frenzy, you want the excitement, there is a risk you take by going into those sort of areas. And In fact, you're asking I mean, for I, it. And I Why would, else would you go down there? Yeah. Why else would you go down there other than to see the fans going crazy, right? Otherwise, you could just report that from Miami. Just put it up on the TV behind you. You want to be in and amongst the hostilities that are going on at the hockey game. So it's not only like asking for it, it is entirely foreseeable. Yeah. So if she had tased him, I'm taking that case. For sure I'm taking that case. What about the bad She pub? doesn't have the right. She doesn't have the right to t- no. Tasing somebody? She doesn't have the right to tase somebody. No. Absolutely not. What if I he can't. what if he had hit her first? Oh, then totally different story. 100% different story. But all he was doing clearly and she admitted it was trying to get in her shot. Quote, unquote. Like, I haven't heard that angle from anybody, but she absolutely committed assault. Now, whether or not that assault has damages associated with it and whether or not it's a good case to take from a PR perspective, those are all other questions, right? Like, I don't wouldn't believe that that person was how hurt. How crowded is the Lauderdale-Miami market when it comes to attorneys? You want to get in there? <laughs> just as crowded as yes, I know it is. I know it is. So believe bad. me. Yeah. Florida is an attorney state. Yes, yeah, it, it is. is. It is. Big business. Uh, we got 45 seconds, and this is something we can build on down the road. EA is coming up with a reboot, and they want to get the real college football players in it. Did they offer a $500 per player opt-in? Yep. Okay. How is this going to work? If I'm a player, I do it. You do? I, I want to be immortalized in the game. Okay. So, yeah, I take the 500 bucks because I want to be in the game. I want to have my name. I want to have my likeness because I want to be immortalized in the game. So I would do it. Really? I mean. There's a now, lot of outrage out now there. Now in all the NILs situations that exist out there you you have your opportunities to get money like in the reality how much can they afford to pay every single rostered player on every single college football team right. it's a lot of money so i would take the 500 bucks i uh, just want to be in the game last 20 seconds you're going to go to florida yes. for these games yep hard to get a ticket no it was, a little, pri- it was a little pricey it was pricey after game one yeah significantly less pricey after game two there's Thousands of tickets available. Are Thousands. you going to wear your VGK stuff? Are yeah. you worried about another avalanche deal where people are yelling at you and telling you to sit down? Putting oh, that's why it? I go. Yeah, oh, let's so you're like do the it. <laughs> Listen, Tina Wynn from our local, one of our local reporters is down there. Try to get in her live shot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Please, well, like I said yesterday, man. I hope no one retaliates. Let's not let's not get foolish with this whole thing. Justin, appreciate it. We'll see you. All right. Filming Toyota Studio, it's Cofield and Company. Five o'clock hours here. We're getting ready for a 5.30 tip with the Heat and the Nuggets. We got a series! We got a series, like I said, from the beginning. Gonna be a long series. I changed it up uh, yesterday, day before, whatever. Uh, it's gonna go seven. It's gonna go seven. Willie Ramirez is here. It's Cofield. Damon. We are sort of tracking what is going on with the assembly and the Senate. Carson City. They're discussing this SB five hundred nine, which would fund the A's. Well, we'll say on on paper three hundred eighty million dollars. Uh, I, I think the overall cost of taxpayers, if you roll in what the A's will save over the next 30 years at that site, we could be talking about north of a billion, add in the roads, because they ain't paying for the roads. going to have to be some road improvement there, right? Even though Tropping 15 is getting worked on right now, it's going to be an expensive deal. So we all believe it's getting this is going to be a yes vote, and it might get done today. Uh, we just heard... One of the state senators say that the special sessions are at a cost of two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That is crazy, crazy. So we'll, we'll track it. 
Yeah, per session. So last night's sessions and and uh, session and today's session. Boy, we missed one thing with Justin. We wanted to get to that road question about F one. We'll have to maybe we'll we'll hit that next week on that whole road project. Somebody just tweeted: A's President Dave Cavill Cavill yeah. is on the Senate floor. Okay. Well, his presentation is always interesting, and we know obviously we know he's pro A's. So hopefully they continue to ask you know pointed good questions, and you know some from some of the stuff we watched during the breaks. There were good questions, a lot of good questions. And these are important, you know, real important issues. And, again, I'm going to say it a million times because I don't want history revised like it's been with Allegiant where people are like, you guys were against the stadium. Never said that back then. We were against the sort of deal that was being done, and we were certainly against the lack of oversight and detailed discussion on everything that went into and around the stadium. So I want baseball here. I think a stadium here would be awesome. This is not my favorite site. Um, I would prefer another organization that actually has liquidity, has an owner with money, um, and also a process that we could actually talk about and think about and not have it kind of rushed. The way this has gone down has been really, really weird. Uh, so we just got done talking to Justin Watkins. And by the way, we wanted to make a one correction. Uh, it's not a joint session. They are still doing the Assembly separate and the Senate separate. So that's important. He's on the road. He's leaving to go. On the road to watch VGK, and and maybe the Heat. He just told me on the way out because you were uh, oh. you were I don't know what you're doing tinkle in the latrine. Uh, he he said if the Heat <laughs> if the Heat tickets are are decent price for the the next game, yeah. then he'll go. But he said hey if they win today, then the I mean it's going to be expensive anyway. But if they win today and they're up two one, I mean I would imagine the tickets will be through the freaking roof. So that's I, a good trip. So we got all our guys in South Florida. Adam Hill's going to be hanging out with Justin Watkins. Nice. Real nice. Our new guys, Pierre Lebrun, Steve Levy. Oh, you got new they're guys. all there. Yeah. Well, those are the guys you booked. Cofield so I'll give you, I'll give you a pat on the back. That was no. Willie's done a really good job they're, this they're week. Cofield Company I guys. Have. You have. I have. They're Real part good of the job. team now. Real good job. Yes. I, I, I just I, I have yes. this I have this this stadium talk keeps coming up. Do you have an issue? Not with the stadium itself, Steve, but the fact that every time it comes up, the people that want to bring that it's it's so necessary to cram it in the middle of the skyline. Like I just don't see why it's necessary to put it in the places that are being brought up. Why does it have to be just crammed into something? It's almost like they're they're fitting the round peg into the square hole. It it doesn't need to be in the middle of the skyline. Vegas is Vegas at this point. Now, I'm not saying it needs to go out. Like, I originally, a long time ago, had said, you know, why not near the speedway where there's BLM land? And I get it. They want to be down here. Okay. But there is space south of where Allegiant is, Mandalay so Bay, all that. But Where do you want it? South Point? Down there? It's where you could breathe. I mean, I just feel as if I mean, park. you got yeah. Nice. You could, they could build parking. That just but then, what does that do for the tourists? We've already we've already heard you know inklings from the A's that they they really want tourists at this thing. We just, had ha- Steve, we just had Steve Hill say last hour that he thinks a lot of this is going to be walking traffic to go to the stadium. I mean, we're, the locals are going to have to drive, or I guess you could take a bus, or maybe you know maybe they'll do RTC buses like they do for. VGK games and Raiders games. Those are kind of cool. I've taken those. If tourists can Uber, tourists aren't going to going to go catch a game off the strip. I mean, they will, but I'm just saying. I just, I just, I just have a problem with them cramming it in the places so far that have come up. The Wild West location, the Tropicana location, the Festival Grounds isn't too bad. The old Wet and Wild. I mean, I, I could see that, I guess, but I just have a problem with these, with these little areas right here. It's already bad enough. Maybe I'm just salty because of the traffic situation, the Tropicana over, you know, the blowing that up. I, I don't know. I, I, I just Demond, don't, do you see I don't any argument get it. For not putting it on the strip. I didn't say not on the strip. I said not in these little parcels, well, and they're just strip. cramming it. That's a strip. From okay. Mandalay up to, to the Strat, that's a strip. That includes Rio. Guess, that includes Wild Wild West. Guess what? You start building south, the strip gets extended. Hello? If you just if they keep putting hotels or something beyond beyond Ballet High, is Ballet High on the strip? It, it wasn't. That wasn't considered the strip when there was a hacienda, and they and they they imploded the hacienda. They built the Luxor. They built or Excalibur, Luxor, Mandalay. Guess what? That wasn't the strip. 
Well, now it is because Mandalay's there. The further you build stuff, it becomes the Strip. The Bell's Outlet Mall, where's it at? Far south end of the Strip. People used to say that. Okay? Build a stadium, and now you have parcels of land. You're making a decent point. South of the strip. The, the, it sounds like the NBA arena. If you know if it goes down, will be that will extend the strip. That was past, the Danes group, past, right? Yeah, past Warm Springs. Yeah, okay. Past Warm Springs, that can't be considered the strip. I mean, that now. We're well, I think what up. Willie's saying is that's going to be an extension <laughs> of the strip. Well, to be, actually, it is. See, like, so let's just the way out there. Okay, long time ago, 1986. I'm gonna take you way back. They're the only place to play softball back in the day, the Las Vegas softball complex was down there. If you said, where's the softball complex? You know where they said? Far south end of the Strip. Just keep driving. So I get it. It's not the Strip because it's not the skyline. But if it's on Las Vegas Boulevard, that's the Strip. So if you continue to build where there's breathing room and you could add parking... I just have a problem with them just dropping a stadium in the middle of these parcels. That's all. That's I just don't I don't I like think, it. I think I don't there's like breathing it. room at the festival grounds. I think there's I like breathing that. room at Wet and Wild. I do like that now, because getting could, getting access there, there's gonna have to be another massive road project. Yeah. Well, there's gonna there, that's I like those spots better because there's more property. I like the Rio site too. That would be gut wrenching for me. A little heart. I'd feel that way. Well they're gonna take down the Rio. It's gonna be on the property. They have a company that bought I it. They're they planning on nah, well, they're they're planning on major renovations. We're time who knows when they do it, but they were talking about investing like eight hundred and fifty million dollars. They wanted to give whatever land they were gonna again, it's not gonna be you know, like seventy acres of land, but whatever land they give to the A's, they were gonna give it to them basically for Zippo, and it'd be the same kind of partnership. It's very protective. Yeah, the more we talk about this, it just keeps sounding like a bad idea. I don't think I don't, I don't think, think baseball in a stadium on the strip is a bad idea. I think the process has been painful, and I worry about the A's coming in and not spending money. And this city is not a hey, we'll wait for you know everything to be built. No, we're super impatient here. Yes, we want winners, and 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 I also I believe we are, I believe we're a savvy sports market. And people will be able to read into, hey, you know, they're only winning 60 games. Well, you know, poor us, you know. No, not poor us. We gave you all this money. Let's go. Bill Foley time. <laughs> you know? Mark Davis in the Aces time. Um, Win. Now. Money. Spend. Circumvent everything. Let's go. No salary cap. We had our boy Justin in here. Yes. And and in between uh, segments, we don't have segments on the show, um, he was texting the senator that was up. Right, he, we were listening, and then he said, "I think that's all flex. hearsay." I don't, think, I don't think he was doing that. <laughs> no, he, I believe him one hundred percent because I know ca- former councilmen and commissioners that were get text on the dais, yeah. and I was like, "Yeah, it's just like we get text during the show." Shout out to our boys. Oh, you did, Vic Tafer and uh, Paul Gutierrez. I got a text. It said, "WTF are you guys talking about?" Signed, me and Paul. I said, "Question marks." He goes, "Hit the head, cell phones, tasers." LOL. Love you. There you go. I'm glad they listen. <laughs> they, they Paul listen. listens a lot because yeah, Paul sent does. us a picture. Yeah, he does. We got to get Paul on Friday because uh, yesterday Paul, he sent picture. Yeah. Paul sent us a picture of the uh, the Rebels, the Runner Rebels National Championship Parade, and I really want some more background on that, how that worked, because we talked about a potential parade for VGK, and right now with the middle of the strip all jammed up by F1, we got to figure out a way to do it. Now they got to win first. Uh, by the way, I got a text. Um, uh, okay, this is from the SO. I'm meeting so and so at a place. For a drink, so and so is bartending. Mm. I'll be home shortly after you. No shot. I'll be picking her up later on. <laughs> I know that bartender. It ain't gonna be one drink. <laughs> Said the Uber. Yeah. <laughs> I know I'm picking you up, so that's fine. All right. That's good. I got some yard work to do. Trim the bushes a little bit. Maybe watch. Maybe watch the NBA finals. Like I should. I will. Right. I'm fired up, man. I'm rooting. I I want to see the Heat draw this too. thing out. And uh, I'm tired of hearing about all the numbers that are against the Heat. If they continue to shoot the three ball like this, and uh, MJ's son Jimmy really starts to go off, yeah, I think there's a big coaching advantage with Spo against Malone. I do. Let's too. do this, man. Let's do this. Let me I'm ready. Th- let me ask you this: for for the NHL standpoint, yeah. right? Everyone was talking about this series. A lot of people, you know, questioning for ratings, so on and so forth. Ooh. Is it a is it a disappointment if the if the Golden Knights win it in? In four or five, do 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 from from a sports standpoint, from a from a media standpoint, from a just a you know a marketing standpoint, 
do we want Florida to, to get a couple of games in here to prolong this Do we this want thing? it? Um, we as collective, as a group, not we, but... I'll say, yeah, I could deal with that. I'd like some drama. Yeah, I was getting a little bit nervous in the Dallas series. Yeah. The NHL would like it. NHL would love it. DeMond sent over numbers yesterday. You said uh, this series is kicking booty, right? With the ratings? The VGK series. Um, it was more so. It's not. It's doing a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. it was the game. It was the most watched um, finals game in twenty years since two thousand two. Like uh, game one was the most watched finals yep. game. TNT for the put NHL. that out. Yeah. Which my immediate thought was, you know what, Canada, yeah, up yours. Right. <laughs> you got all these salty. The original six. Yeah. Yeah, you got all these salty Canadians who were like, eh, the original six. Yeah. Yeah. We're not gonna watch teams being handed breaks, expansion drafts. Shut up. You love hockey. You're gonna watch it. It's a bunch of Canadian players, Canadian-born players on both teams, so cut it out. And then the best American-born player, look at the way he's acting, giving us a bad name. Sore loser. Yeah, I don't really – I don't I don't look at it like that, Damon. He's playing hockey. Oh, so Matthew Kachuk doesn't have to answer for Americans? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Just like when I got into Conor McDavid, when I got into Conor McDavid about being a bit whiny, I wasn't like, oh, these Canadian players are whiny. Let me- they're not. But I, but I like that point. Ca- Canadians might look at it that way. Like, you know, you know, one of the Americans. But wait a minute. Chuck acting like a jerk. But the way that he's playing and the hits he's taking and the hard hits, so on and so forth, the character he's building as a heel, is he working himself into a cameo during the offseason like Ryan Reeves did with WWE? I don't think so because, I mean, he's, he's come on, I, he's doing good, you know, hockey-wise, you know, to hockey fans. But I, if he doesn't win the chip, I don't think that he's going to have that crossover appeal. Well, that would be the storyline. So, so, so the wrestler would be like, you lost. What are you doing here? You suck. You know how the Knicks had the whole F. Trey Young thing? Yeah. Trey Young, he even came down to Atlanta with WWE. Yeah. And the crowds, I mean, excuse me. Yeah. So Trey Young, you know, he went to New York and they're just booing him all because it's, you know, F. Trey Young. But if Trey Young would have lost that series, New York wouldn't have cared as much. So how about this? Next time, doesn't WWE have an event coming up here soon? I don't know. Next time. Or I, I know they just had some, some regulars, like some Raw or something. But. Jonathan Marches, you saw the video, right? He he he's listed five nine. When I interview him and he's taking his skates off and he's standing up, I just think he's eye to eye five seven. So let's just call it five eight. <laughs> he looked at Lomberg and Lomberg got in his face and he skated off laughing at him. He said, "You're not even worth it, little guy or little man." Called him little man. Marchessault easily easily if they all take their skates off, he's the shortest guy out there. How about Marchessault? The storyline, and he he who's one of the biggest guys right now, tall like a like a Big Show type character. Remember the Big Show? Mm-hmm. And he calls him Little Man. I'm trying to hype up some 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 NH some Stanley Cup final to the WWE ring. This is know. your world. I feel like, but uh, hockey players just don't have that personality that I feel that they don't they outside of Ryan Reeves. Yeah, they, yeah, they wouldn't be expressing <laughs> themselves enough to be inside of a WWE ring. Well, like a Vander Kane could. Evander, Revo would make a great retired, like retired NHL guy. He'd make a good character. Yeah, I, don't, I just don't think Kachuk. Is, I know he's a he's a big star. I just don't think he's big enough in the mainstream. He's also not that big. It's like six two. Yeah. yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's not that big. Yeah, but, the, but wrestlers are getting smaller these days. I've seen that. Good for you. <laughs> right? Do you remember the show? There was a reality series, and I think it only lasted one or two years. And I think Maven came out of it. Tough enough. Tough enough. Yeah, that's a great. It was a great show. I mean, you get the it's like reality TV for WWE. He won, you know, he he they they so he he won it and then his first pay-per-view, it was a battle royal and he won it. I can't remember. I think he either threw the Undertaker or Big Show out and that was the that was a storyline to get him going. Yeah, he didn't win. That was the Royal Rumble. He didn't win Ro- it. He did eliminate the Undertaker. But that was like his big moment. No, of not the- Royal. The Royal Rumble is the name of the pay-per-view, but it was a battle royale. Yeah, it's the name of the match. It's the Royal Rumble. And the entire oh, pay-per-view centered around it. Oh, okay. Come on, Willie, I know this, man. Okay. You're talking about your Peacock subscription earlier. I've been on, you know, Peacock just for the WWE. <laughs> I'm a diehard. Okay. How did we get to wrestling? Oh, right since we're talking about game. it, rest in peace to the Iron Sheik. I oh, swear yeah. I was just going to go there. Good call. Good call. Don't what be a jabroni. I, I don't necessarily – he was he was in wrestling I wasn't watching at the time. So he right. was between the two times I was watching. I watched it heavily when I was younger – then stop watching it, and then I watched it when Jordan was growing up because he was he loved it. No, that was the Rock Stone Cold Undertaker days. Iron Sheik, he's really he's the transitional um, champion 
from I want to say Bruno Sarmantino, Bruno Sarmantino, when he was you know running those New York territories, you know selling out the Garden every now every every other day, mm-hmm. you know back in those days, and the Iron Sheik was the one who finally took the title off of him because you didn't want to have a babyface beat a babyface, and then Hulk Hogan beat the Iron Sheik for the WWF title back in the day. Mm. Yeah, we're gonna have to look into that. Might have to look into that though. I feel like the transition from San Martino was to Bob Backlund, and then. The Sheik, I believe, started out the rivalry with Sergeant Slaughter. Mm. That was a big one because you know we went we went tit for tat with the uh, the U.S. against the Russians and then the U.S. against Iran. And as I stepped on Demond saying it earlier, and he re- and by the way, Sheik really blew this up on Twitter post wrestling. But the Jabroni, that's a big one. Uh, but. The spitting and the – do you remember the boots? He had, like, the hooked boots no. that we always thought were loaded. You ever the loaded boot? You load it up. You don't remember this, huh? No. The I camel wasn't, clutch? I, you I don't remember the camel it. clutch? I don't watch – I didn't watch that. I watched I, – so when I first started watching AWA, there was no WWE. There was no WCW yet. It was AWA, and it was based out of Minneapolis, and it was Hulk Hogan versus Jesse Ventura. That was the rival. Uh, Rick Martel – Nick Bockwinkle was the heavyweight champ. The, uh, the Who road- was before Rick, uh, Nick Bockwinkle? By the way, I watched a little wrestling the other day. Before he was yeah. the, the champ? Not the most physically imposing. They really had a premium on the wrestlers, the wrestling ability, like a Vern Gagne. Vern Gagne was, was <laughs> yeah, that was. Because it was not. And uh, there were, there were not Mean Star- Gene Okerlund. Star- <laughs> being used then. Mean Gene Okerlund was the, was the announcer. And one of my favorite bits was Jerry Blackwell and uh, Mad Dog Vashon. And Mad Dog had disappeared, and they went and found him up in the woods, right? And Mean Gene comes walking into this workshop up in the woods. You can still find this bit, this storyline on YouTube. It's 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 a famous uh, episode, and he's building a pine box, and so and and they built it up for for when they went on the road and did all these local shows, and then eventually to a pay per view. But he'd wheel in the pine box and he'd say he was going to put Jerry Blackwell in it. So Real those quick. those were the wrestlers back then. Jimmy Snuka was just about finished. That's when I was watching. Okay. All right, Steve. Yeah, you were correct about the uh, WWE title lineage. Bob Backlund ha- had the title for a long, long time, and then yes, it was the Iron Sheik okay, who so defeated who him to get it on to Hulk Hogan. Say? Oh, Bachwinkle, I said it. Vern Gagne. Oh, Vern Gagne. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Guys like that. I watched some AWA, but WWE was my thing back then because I lived in that area. So. And 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 when AWA did, would do their shows up in St. Paul at the Civic Center, here they did it at the Showboat. They, they did local shows at the Showboat. We, they uh, they replayed a lot of those shows. They went up playing a lot of those shows on ESPN. Yeah. It was probably some of my early exposure to uh, Vegas. And you know who little, else was little, good? Little, little showroom. You know who else was good? Yeah. Baron Von Roschke, the claw. The claw is dangerous. He'd whip you into the ropes, and then yeah. when he came back, he'd hit you with the claw on the forehead, and he'd just bury you. The bits, the bits were good. I'm not going to say they were better. I don't want to be, you know, shake the fist at the sun guy, but. What were... about Rikishi? Stinkface. Oh, my God. Remember Rikishi? All right, so who's, uh, who's winning this game tonight? <laughs> Heat. i got to spend a couple minutes on it. Yeah, no, By course. the way, I didn't ask you, and I should have been more organized. There's so much going on today. We out at 525? We got to take a break before that? We got we got two breaks? What are we doing? Uh, yeah, we can just, we can be out in five minutes. Okay. All right. All right. So what's going to happen tonight? I, I do. I like the heat. Here's the thing is I, I've been listening to this talk all day, right? And yeah. they're talking about well, Denver with the defense, and they got to get back to what they're used to. Let's not forget the storyline in the first few rounds was how Miami found its offensive game, that they that wasn't their sort of how they buttered their bread, but they were a defensive team during the regular season. So it's not as if they can't play at both ends of the floor. I actually like mm. a defensive game. I think it's going to be a, a, a little, bit, little bit tighter. I think it's going to go under. But I think Miami's going to play to the hill, play to the end there, and it could be who has the ball last, but I like Miami to win this game because I, I'm with you. You said it earlier. I like the coaching angle. I like Spo. I think – I mean, this guy's been there before, right? He's got titles. They're in the finals for, what, the second time in four years. I mean – I, I like the Heat tonight. I think, and I think they know it's a must-win in their eyes. More so that they got two games in Miami, but this is the game they got to win. The line's been bumped up to Denver three and a half from two and a half. I got, I got two my, guys. I got Denver two and a half yesterday. Two now two, I don't think two. anyone noticed while the conversation was going on yesterday that I completely 
misunderstood what Sam Paniotovich was talking about. He gave us a number that the winner in NBA games of late with a minus six spread, the winner was 38-0-1 ATS, and I took that as the favorite, not just the winner. Oh, Gotcha. So I was like, oh, two and a half. Okay, well, I guess the Nuggets are going to win and they're going to cover. So that's, the, not what, that's not what he was saying. The winner of games he, where the line is six and a half. Yeah, but his whole point was if if the dog wins, they don't. They didn't need the points. Right. Obviously. Well, this line's three and a half, so yeah. it throws the whole conversation out the window. Did you bet the money line? No, I did not. You're going to bet in game. Probably not. Did you bet the total? I'm just going to ride with the, the just gonna, that's enough. So you're just going to go home, do some yard work, wait for the watch SO the to game. get home. Yeah. You, don't watch get her. you don't watch it. I think I've lost 11 bets in a row, so i gotta, I got to break something here. Actually, I don't even know what I have money on right now. I've just been kind of firing what? left and right. Yeah. yeah, It's not good. It's been a bad run. Are you just an app guy? Yeah. yeah it's. I mean, it's for pizza money. It's not a big deal. It's uh, Who was the guy in the Colts? I bet like him. Except I'm, I'm, except I'm allowed to do here. that. You're not doing it on Lotus property, are you? <laughs> right, yeah, like the NFL. <laughs> Can you imagine in Vegas? They, they were like, "Yeah, you can't bet on, can't bet here at Lotus. We're against it. Not in the building. We can bet in the building. Trust you me. You can run across the street. It's part of the culture. We were talking about Lotus culture betting on games. Talking numbers is part of the culture. So, I bet th- this is another one. I would not be because I'm betting pizza money. I would not be crushed if the Heat won and I lose my bet. I want to see a series. To your, to your original point about VGK, yeah. I want to see a series. I don't want to see some 4-1 thing with a coronation about Jokic and they're just awesome and Malone. and It finally ran out for the Heat. They just couldn't make threes. They're going to make threes tonight. Knock on it. Talking about betting. Yes. In the states that have sports betting now, mm-hmm. where there's pro sports, yeah. how much do you think there's been an increase – on press row when that, let's say during the NFL season and the inactives come out an hour and a half before games and different things a like lot. that. A yeah. lot. I have no idea what code you guys are supposed to use. There is writers not. are very high. I think it's more high highfalutin, and I yeah. hear all the time, like, oh, we can't do that. And I'm like, you do it. Stop lying. I don't have any app, so I don't. And there also, there are, there. I don't think there are many rules anymore. I think all these, these ethics rules went out the window. Because there's also this fine line now between being a journalist and being an entertainer. That's true. It's changed. That's, I mean, you know, if you have source, if you're a daily beat writer and, and, and you have sources or you're getting you're getting information or you're putting out breaking news or you hear there's an injury and you do it, you're sort of crossing the line ethi- ethically. But you're on press row, it's halftime, and you hear in the press box, so-and-so, Jimmy Garoppolo will not finish the game, and you know that line's going to it's gonna hit before the line goes up. I think that there's there's people who are going to make the bets. Right. Well, then you're not writing objectively, though. That's my worry. I worry about you guys. I worry about your objectivity. What does that got to do with writing? Change everything. Stop it. Now you're mad because you lost a bet, you target guys. <laughs> Be that careful. bum couldn't get it together. Be careful. Uh, for Damon. <laughs> For Willie, it's Cofield. Enjoy another game in the NBA Finals coming up here on ESPN Las Vegas.